Congratulations, you've just been put on the NSA watch list. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, Michael. Nope, she's a whore. Okay, so here's the thing about taxes. Eric. Hey, baby. You wanna come over and give me AIDS? And Boggs. I sucked her tit. <laughs> I just reached over there. I fucking took it. There are three guys who are fighting the good fight. If your definition of good fight is sitting on your ass while drinking and cussing into a microphone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I am one of your hosts, Eric. I am Michael, and I am Boggs, motherfuckers. Yay, us! Hooray! <clears throat> I gotta say, the one thing that sucks about that intro is, like, since we do the shows during the week now, I don't get to fucking drink. I get to sit on my ass, but I don't really get to drink. It fucking ruins the good time. I got to drink last week, which I think if people listened, they probably picked up on that <laughs> as the show went on. I think you said it. Oh, right. during last yeah, week. Yeah. Well, you didn't. You didn't end up doing the embarrassing. Can't sing the Britney Spears song because you're laughing too hard at your drunk ass self who can't play the song. Which is exactly what happened to me when I got drunk on the show. Which is excellent, by the way. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. It's embarrassing. Which we're coming up on our two year anniversary. We may have to relive a few moments from the past. Oh, son of a bit. Really? <laughs> yes, we are. So, Holy shit. I remember the first time we had that picture. I still remember like looking at the Facebook post of our one-year anniversary when we were all hugging. We're which kissing is, Eric. Yeah, it's really weird. Sticking our tongues in his ears. And, that was, yeah. Oh, wait. That, we didn't take the picture of that. We didn't? What? The one where he had his pants off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> we need to do the picture of us doing the Red Hot Chili Peppers thing where it's just all of us standing there with a sock on our junk. I tried I know, to do that. I know. I'm saying I, that's an Eric idea. I'm saying we should do that for our anniversary show pick. We need to do some more Let pictures. me go lose some weight first so I can look good in let this me, picture. Let me grow about three inches on my dick first. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> then let's do that. The whole point is that we won't look good. That's the point. Oh, my God. My 40-year-old Supposed to be ass. funny. I was going to say, dude, uh, you guys will look so much better than me, man. I got 40 old fucking manhandles and shit going, and <laughs> it's ridiculous. I got to drop mine. Let's do that after I, uh, give me, give me a week. We should just, well, I won't Give me like it. a month, actually. We'll do something. I'll go anorexic for a month, and we'll be, we'll we be got, in good shape. Yeah, you got time. We got, I got time. We got a month and a half. Anyway, if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page and like us. Very good Follow segue, Follow us Eric. on Twitter. At the Intel Saviors. Uh... Google us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the intellectual saviors. Yep, you'll Th- find everything: Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. Just Google. And you, the magical fu- wonders of Google. Yeah, and you people. I keep saying this. Tell your family and your friends to subscribe and act. They don't have to listen. Just fucking subscribe. <laughs> just download this fucking show. You know, we. I don't know. Just, you act like we get money if we get subscriptions. <laughs> I just. I feel like we're doing a service and people need to buy into our service, our free service for mankind. Yeah. You guys realize we're almost at uh, 30,000 hits total on our shows. It's yeah. pretty good. I, feel I saw like, your post today. I feel like we've really come very 30, far. 30,000 hits and zero donations. That's not true. We had one. <laughs> Did I, we? I. God damn Where, it. Where's my piece of it? What the fuck? I never fucking put that out. Um, our friend Susan in the UK, which will segue into what I could go into next for you gentlemen. Uh, she did donate um, some money. I'm not going to say amount and stuff. 
It was very generous of her. So that was awesome. And I don't know why the fuck you other people don't. Like Eric said, you can go to Whoa. our podbean.com. I'm not trying to extort. I'm just saying that we I mean, do this wh- where's for my free. Share Dude, throw like three or four dollars at us so we can... Well, I, I can't fucking drink because I got to be a responsible adult. Fuck work, man. What? Let's just all quit our jobs and just do this every day. I would if it actually you know, sustained me financially. Oh, but. You. <laughs> See, if you guys would fucking go to Podbean and give us money, then we could quit our jobs and do this shit. Every, every day. fucking day. You can I do it every day. I wouldn't no, quit, I would I wouldn't not do quit this my job day. if this paid me a million dollars. Well, I'm not every day. Like, no. Three we, days a week. Still weekly. I think it would be good weekly. But yeah. you, we would have the time to devote to actually like have better content. <laughs> actually, I, I was going to say. Ouch. As Shots to, fired at ourselves. Yeah. As opposed to now. We just all show up to. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I got some stuff. Okay. Hit record. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody can tell it by listening. They're like, man, these guys really have their shit together. No, we do not. Nope. <laughs> we, yeah, well, it is like literally we all just show up and just hit record. Yeah. Go. We kind of loosely have a topic. We didn't even do a sound check. And then, <laughs> I don't even. I can't hear my guitar at all. Like I just. Well, I have don't no have fucking to do clue. A sound check anymore. <laughs> it's all set. Uh, I mean, if you want to start strumming your guitar, I can just do that right now. You know, yeah. while in the middle of this, while he talks about whatever. <laughs> but thanks to uh, you said Susan. Yep, Susan. Well, thanks. I didn't get to see any of it because Michael's hoarding it all. Didn't yeah. want to tell us about it. I, I had to. I had to use I, it for something really important. I had to go minister some girls. Um, what at the strip club? I had to make it rain. So that's what's coming up. I should go ahead and point that out before we kind of get into a little bit of nonsense here. Uh, we were fortunate enough. Um, I know people who listen. The the twenty or thirty people who actually listen to the show. We um talked. To, we had a segment a couple months back. Now we just we talked about stripchurch.com. So we actually had two people on from Strip Church. We had um, Andrea Perrin and uh, Ryan Russell. So they'll be joining us here in a little bit. We'll play the interview and do it with them. It's pretty good. I mean, they're... Ah, fuck it. It's solid. You guys will love it. So before we get going on that, I pulled this. I thought this was awesome, and you guys will love this. Um, somebody went to Google and did trends in countries. They did... They, I, I pulled the ones for Britain and Canada because, as I was telling Eric beforehand, um, outside of the United States, we get the most hits from the UK. Susan's in the UK. Thank you, Susan, for listening. Um, and uh, Canada. We got some buddies up there that uh, listen to us. So I pulled these, and it's kind of funny. I mean, it's broken down to the segments of the area. This is from Great Britain, and I'll just list off the city, and I'll give you guys some of the top searches. These are um, gathered data from 2004 till last year. So top searches in London were crack, murder, pussy, rape culture, slam poetry, dick pic, and gag reflex. Those are some of the top ones. <laughs> I don't know where Susan's located, but I know what she's looking up. Just hey, Susan, what's up? Run for your life at that point. Jeez. Um, then in Leeds, this was my favorite one of all. Um, the word gaping. Nah. <laughs> Brit pop and performance art. So Leeds kind of sucks. Gaping. They start off real strong. Gaping. And, and then they fucking yeah. they went downhill real quick. Um. Bristol. This is the best. There's only three listed on here. This is the best threesome. Um, their most searched for awards were faggots, dubstep, and juggling. Hey, I mean, faggots do dubstep juggling. Just, just saying. It's such, such a weird combination there. 
You know, it's funny you say that because I can see Boggs dubstepping while juggling. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and then they have Gla- <laughs> Glasgow. Thank you for being sarcastic there. They have Glasgow on here. Um, you know where Glasgow is, Boggs? No, explain it. That's in uh, Scotland. It's part of the Great Britain Empire, sir. Um, their most searched for was hipster, pedo, which you love that, and how I met your mother. I don't know what the fuck happened there. They were on a roll until then. So that's uh, kind of some of the shit going down in Great Britain. That's what they're looking up. On no, computers. see, it's how they met their mother from a hipster pedo. All makes sense. Oh, my God. He did tie it together pretty well. He did tie it together. Almost as well as the faggot dubstep juggling. <sighs> I hate um, that word so much. <laughs> what, juggling? No. <laughs> dubstep? No. <laughs> You guys are assholes. <laughs> Which one? Which it's really one? hard to explain my point. Which one, Team Boggs? I, and a... also pick the guitar at the same time. <laughs> I don't. I don't like slurs. That's well, like as as much as we curse. I don't really slur very much. That's funny because I think I've heard you say that word on this show before, sir. I think I've heard you say a lot of offensive things that have hurt me. Because I don't ever talk like that. So. <laughs> And what? then, so that was Great Britain. So it gives you a little taste of what our friends across the pond are doing when they're online at night. Um, so we'll go to the Great White North, Canada, eh? Uh, here's some of the shit that they're looking up. So in Nova Scotia, here's the top search for awards. Uh, murder, herpes, assassination, and big cocks. So that's, seems like you've been making a lot of trips up to Nova Scotia. Big cocks with herpes. The best one, I think... They're gonna murder you. (laughs) I think the best one up north um, is Saskatchewan, where they have uh, Zermo Search Awards Bestiality. Mm. Big fan. Dubstep. What the fuck is with that? (laughs) Guns. Okay. Nickelback. Oh! They're they're Canadian, right? Fisting. I don't even... What? Fisting, sir. Fisting Nickelback. They may have been together. Green <laughs> green poop. Specifically green poop. Serial killer and testicles. So there you go. And then... I'm gone fisting a dog while green poop comes out. <laughs> and then in <laughs> Alberta... Then I do dubstep. Alberta's different. You could tell each of these... Um, Provinces in Canada, they really. Oh shit! Oh, my oh, party foul. My fucking my god. My bad. Who didn't turn off their phone? It's me. Oh. Go ahead, yell at me in a soft tone. So in Alberta, they look up hot pants. While I oh. turn my phone down. Flesh. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers. I'm sorry. My bad. Hot pants, fleshlight, mm. Nazis, pregnant porn, and black poop. Not green poop. Green poop is in Saskatchewan. <laughs> what? Alberta looks oh, like oh, 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 oh. black poop. No, fuck like... that part. Pregnant porn? Oh, yeah. That's hot. What the hell? Well, okay. I, I guess with the poop, it's got to be like, I don't know, maybe something in the water or something. Like yeah, that's it's got what minerals, I'm thinking. and so it makes the people in Saskatchewan poop green. Yeah, and then Alberta. And then in Alberta, poop black. Poop black. It must be maybe tar sands. Is neither, of which, yeah. neither of those things are bad, by the way. <laughs> when you poop red or gray that you need to worry about. Well, luckily, no one's looking that up. So evidently, everybody's colds are fine. Go. 
Um, if you poop gray, you need to like you need to figure that out really quick. If you poop red, you're probably bleeding. The finish off Alberta, they finish it off strong with racist jokes. Okay. Gaping yeah. and yeah. penis oh. enlargement. So uh, are they is this a never mind. So there you go. So for everybody out there that doesn't know, that now gives you a little bit of insight in the world of uh, what's going on in Britain and Canada at like two in the morning when they're a lot of right, lot of murder, a lot of sex yeah. toys and, yeah. and awkward a lot of, sex lot of things. Poop. Like you want to try to do a troll pre- song? A lot of dubstep. Pregnant. You want to do a lot of troll songs and just read the search list off real quick? Bestiality. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just well, do a little bluesy tune. Well, I do have one more. Idea. There's a few on my skip. Black poop, dubstep, rape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, we're just gonna do an order. Rape. Oh wait, I did forget the one. This is the okay. I'll do the best one for Ontario. Well, here, I'll do, you do it. Do Ontario. Do, you can do the highlighted ones. They're the best ones. <laughs> Ontario, Canada. Drake, Justin Bieber, Hoosers, Escort Service. What? <laughs> Black jokes. <laughs> Asian jokes. Small cocks. <laughs> Topsy photos. What? <laughs> uh, it's greatness. And then uh, Quebec has my favorite one of all. Fucking poutine is number one. You know what poutine is? Yes. And then it's followed up by limp biscuit and golden showers. <laughs> so there you go. Canada. What the fuck are they doing? Limp biscuit is still like relevant. Evidently in Canada. It, yeah, uh, I didn't think they were relevant at all. They haven't quite gone. Well, that's but you got to remember this is data pulled from 2004 to present. These are most searched from 2004. Even still, I didn't think they're relevant past like 2001. Yeah, Canada's a little bit behind us. Maybe it took a while for that shit to trickle uphill. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys got something you want to start with first. Otherwise, I've got top ten list for you boys, but we can put it off if you guys have something you want to discuss first, or we can do this. Um, I don't care. I, I do have something we can talk about. Let you go ahead and go, sir. That way I can take a drink. So I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, recent uh, ex- execution that they tried over in uh, Arizona. That took two hours, and he was like, I, I don't know if he was, was he, um, he was like taking really shallow breaths and like just didn't die for two hours, and... Yeah, exactly. didn't they have to like they had to get the governor involved with managing how they regulate that now? Well, it's because one of the main chemicals that they use for lethal injection is they don't make it anymore. So they decided to get this like kind of substitute, hoping that it would work just as effectively. Uh, just so people get an idea, uh, most lethal ex- executions last ten minutes. Um, and they're pretty quick. Um, they'd like to say painless, but I have no facts to really substantiate that. Because um, essentially what they do is they shut down your nervous system first, so you can't feel anything, and then they kill you. Um, it's probably terrifying, I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I think regardless of what execution style you use, you know you're going to be executed. I'm pretty sure it's terrifying no matter what. That's a fair point. Um, so in this Arizona state prison, they decided that they were just going to try these new chemicals out. You know, a little experiment. Um, yeah, and it failed miserably. The guy was gasping for air for two hours before he finally died. Um, a lot of people uh, said it was kind of like a, you know, a fish out of water, just sitting there, just 
taking in these big giant breaths and you can tell that they're just not getting the oxygen that they need um and a lot of people who observed it said it was a pretty uh disturbing thing to watch because i mean there's nothing you could do at this point you can't like necessarily take the chemicals out of the man or anything like that it's just kind of like fuck okay we just sit there and watch him and you know nobody's got the balls to get a gun out and shoot him in the head and put him out of his misery put a pillow over his face um just just go to sleep yeah so uh that's a really fucked up image you just had there michael (laughs) thank you for that um how do you guys feel about the death penalty on the note of this? We've I think been, we've already talked about it on the show. Yes, sir, we did. So I mean, if people want to really know, deterrent. they better how go we feel about that. Show. Go listen to that show. The, yeah. the only thing I'll say is, like uh, Eric brought up, that I don't think it's that they don't make the chemicals. This I don't know exactly what country it is, but the like the chemical factory or whatever that produces the chemical they need, it's in Europe. And because we only buy it to use it for the death penalty, that company won't sell it to us anymore. Like, they, they are not making it for manufacturing it for us anymore because that's what we use it for. That's like they're in protest, basically, of us doing the death penalty. Ah. Because, you I, know, Europeans are fucking crazy like that. They don't like killing people for no, you know. And considering what Well, we there say, is a reason, but... Mm, but like I said, man, how many people like we went through the numbers on the last show on this where I mean, this is top of my head because I don't have it in front of me now. But I mean, like 10 percent, basically, of people on death row, they found out after the fact that they weren't guilty of the crime they committed. So think of all the people we've executed and probably about 10 percent of them were at least were innocent. I mean, if well, you, you know, if you just want to honestly pass that, like it's not very <sighs> Christian and it's just not a just thing to do like you're not justified in murdering someone and frankly like as i think i said this on the last show why would you want your society to have the authority to do that like the entire especially when you think about like this guy murdered your son your daughter your wife whatever like why would you want to be similar to him in any way you know what i mean like, why would you want to perform actions that are similar to that? Because when you kill him, that's exactly what you're adhering to. See, is I, his behavior. I had a little bit different theory. I mean, I know me and Eric don't really agree on this completely because my theory on it was, this is how I kind of look at it. If you 100% sure knew that everybody you were putting to death committed the crime, I think in some instances, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest with you. You fucking kill a kid or something fuck you. You know, I don't care. I'm a heartless prick. You know, I might be a bleeding heart liberal in some aspects. I don't give a fuck. If you did something like that, fuck you. But the problem is with the way the system is, our justice system is bullshit. And like I said, there's so many people that have been let go that unless you have videotape of the motherfucker doing it, you can't trust the system. And so therefore I think you just got to scrap the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm against it. I think we should get rid of it, but only because you can't be a hundred percent certain on every occasion. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I I, the reason I don't agree and with I don't that fucking care. is yeah. okay. That's fine. I understand. That's the thing, though. I understand where you're coming from. I understand the idea. Like, fuck you. You're a fucking asshole. And, I get you that. Know, I get the penal system as far as that's used. But the idea is, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be unjustified and things like that. No. And I, I don't want to. I don't want a society built on the idea that. They're allowed to kill people, but you're not. I understand, and I'm with you. It's just when I think about it, I think about if someone, like, killed my son, Mm -hmm. fuck them. You know what I mean? I know Mm -hmm. if it's somebody else, it's kind of easy to say. It's like that whole thing, you know, how, Mm -hmm. like, with Christian conservatives, you know, about abortion. Oh, it's awful until their fucking little daughter goes out and gets knocked up. Then it's like, eh, you 
maybe yeah, we can uh, yeah, yeah we stretch the rules yeah. i get that no i get that i would be furious if something happened to my kid i think and, that's all i mean i'm just trying to be realistic like in my own mind but sometimes some know. of those people don't even want them to die at that oh, point because they just want to escape they just want to be like okay fuck it i don't want to be in court anymore i don't want to i don't want to deal with any of this i just want to go you know try to scrap my life together like sometimes like killing him doesn't solve anything it doesn't bring your kid back it doesn't yeah. it doesn't solve anything no, you're like, right you're left with this hole forever no it's and that really sucks vengeance just shittiness on my part and that's the thing is like why are we trying to and that i and i know that that like that's a really touchy issue with people who have had that experience but please understand, your society should be more just than that. You shouldn't just, like how many, and especially with the justice system, like 10%, I would think that that's like. I think that that was based on like how many people, like I had the stats at that point. Like I said, mm-hmm. go back and listen to the fucking show. Well, it's but, probably changed by now anyway. But like, that's the thing is how many people have we done that with? I mean, how many people, you know, do we pull the green mile on where the, like, the family is fucking cursing these people out <laughs> and shit? Don't wet the sponge. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a good story Eric brought up because there's been a lot of these cases recently. And I think because of instances like this, you might finally see a push start going, you know, through the system to get rid of this shit finally. Well, we'd vacate it completely. I mean, it'll be a while, but. Well, to me, it's um, as far as society goes, it's it's us not taking any kind of responsibility for how people turn out. You know, we, we just ignore the facts and of, of what pushed them to go to that point and just like, Oh, they did a bad thing. We should kill them. Yep. To me, that's, that's where it's wrong is that we don't really dig in. We don't factor in, you know, how was this person raised? Uh, <clears throat> what kind of conditions were they in? Um, Oh, we as a society were very oppressive towards people who don't have a lot of money. You know, does that have any factor into it? Like the, the how we treat each other affects how we are raised and how we grow up to be, um, you know, so it's, it's just like the idiots that are trying to blame these, uh, Latino kids that are coming across the border and they're saying, deport them. Let's shut our doors and take care of our own. It's like, well, no, we still hold some kind of responsibility because we put them in those bad situations in their countries because of the way that we did dealings with their countries and kind of let the, uh, gangs and the horrible people run amok. So until we're able to kind of look in the mirror and try and actually fix the actual problems, then I, I don't see how we can justify ourselves into judging or punishing other people for their actions. I'm not saying that it should be a free-for-all gambit, but yeah. I'm saying that we need to look at the root of the problem instead of just murdering everybody who doesn't conform. Um, but back to this case, um, there was one Arizona reporter that... Uh, started counting how many gasps he was taking. It was 660 gasps that he took before he died. Um, and then this uh, bitch of a woman, Stephanie Grisham. I'm sorry, I don't know if she's a bitch or not. But uh, she's a, a spokeswoman for the Arizona Attorney General's office, and she said, I tell you, he was snoring. <laughs> there was no gasping or snorting, nothing. He looked like he was asleep. This was my first ex- execution, and I have no reason to minimalize this. Yeah, you do. You're part of the attorney general office. You're the one that put this man there, yeah. you stupid bitch. Yes, you do have a reason to minimalize this. You guys fucked up. You made this horrible for everybody who was in that room. Good fucking job, you jackasses. Yeah, I mean, two and a half hours, Like, that's... I mean, what's more painful, watching that or watching the new Transformers movie? Oh, <laughs> shots, fans! Yes. I don't know. That's I funny. haven't seen the new Transformers School movie, so I had no frame of reference. Bay. 
Uh, it's it's got to be terrible. Probably. Speaking of horrible fucking... Fuck that entire franchise, dude. Speaking of horrible people. Americans. So, no, I got a top ten list. You guys are like this one. Um, it's the top ten laziest states. And how they came to figure this out... And this is right up my fucking alley, because I am lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CDC... They um, did surveys and stuff on, and I, it doesn't say the amount of people, but so many people, I guess, in all the fucking states. And they asked them about basically physical activity. Okay. Because you're, it's recommended for an adult to get at least 150 minutes a week of aerobic activity. Okay. Um, what is considered aerobic activity? Yeah, I guess like running, jerk, <sighs> speed walking, sex. Yeah, speed walking. Anything that gets your heart rate up. Sex, yes. You yep, know. Yep. If you're doing it right, Boggs, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do know um, what you're saying. You can't just lay there. But just... No dead fisheries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gotta fuck... Yeah, you gotta make it happen. Um, but this is kind of fun. Just based on their survey, barely... It says barely half of the country manages to achieve um, 150 minutes of activity a week. I'm surprised even half. I was do. about to say. I'm, I'm um, surprised that's kind of a high number. While over a quarter These reported... These people are lying. Yeah, I know. While over a quarter reported no physical activity. Okay. So... Which states had the highest percentage of people who performed no physical activity? Boggs, you go first. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You'll see a theme, too. Alabama. Alabama, number five. Yeah! Right in your face. Whoa. Bitch. Whoa. 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 Um, I'm going to go with Louisiana. Number four. Whoa. Raising the stakes, Tennessee. Number two. Oh, what? All right. All right. Now I have to. I, I That's really awesome. Do this. All right, kids. Let's make, let's make it happen. What you got, Eric? Georgia. Oh. Oh, not on the list. Yes. Man. I'm going to win a game. All right. We'll go one more time each because you guys are doing so good. Somebody's going to get number uh, let's one see. here. We've got number Alabama, one. Louisiana, and Tennessee so far. Uh, there's a lot of retired people in Florida. This is an odd, this is a non sequitur, but uh, I'll go Florida. No, sir. Not Damn, in the top 10. we both missed on one, Eric. All right, Mississippi. Number one. No. <laughs> Damn it. So, as I said, you will pick up a theme here as I go through. Yeah, I knew it was the black belt. <laughs> Had yeah. to be the black. Number ten, Missouri. No, for sure. Number nine. And for those that aren't in the United States, it's called Black Belt because it's like the fattest region and not yeah. because there's a lot of black people, okay? Just saying. Somebody's a racist. Um, number nine, Indiana. Eight, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Seven, Arkansas. Six, Oklahoma. Of course, said five, Alabama. Four, Louisiana. Three was West Virginia. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, two, of course, Tennessee. And then number one with the winner, Mr. The Big E, E-Rock with Mississippi. I guess, is West Virginia still in the south? Um, yeah, probably. It's, it's Dude, below the Mason-Dixon line. I don't know if I can not? tell you. If you've ever been there, it's <laughs> it's included in the fucking south. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, which is kind of fine. They, they, you know, they say, but except for just the fact that these are lazy people. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that when you do studies and stuff, these are also the states that have the poorest health poorest education, poorest eating habits, and also the poorest voting habits, which doesn't really factor in the physical aspect, but it just shows that people don't give a fuck. Um, it also has, these areas have the highest teen pregnancy rates as well, and they consume more welfare than the other states. These so. are all red states? Um, let me see. Which ones were blue states? Uh, every fucking one of these is a red <laughs> state. Every one of them. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> just checking. Yep. Yeah. Every yep. every one of these is a red state. Just checking. I mean, there's you know, just saying. That's it's not really a bunch of fat rednecks who don't want to do anything and are yet, afraid of change. Yet don't want anybody to get any handouts unless it's them. Well, they need the hand. Which, by the way, I think we said that on the show too. But like, isn't it amazing how it's like everybody else who consumes welfare is like they're obviously black. They have seventeen kids because they just like fuck whatever because they're whores. And then when it's them, it's like, well, hold on now. I'm responsible. I lost my job. I'm just in a bad spot right now. But and see, that's what that program's there for. It's for people like me, not those assholes who consume it all the time. Yeah, you know those. You know those people that yeah. have Cadillacs driving up to get their welfare checks. Yeah, um, with their iPhones and their done nails. What if what if they had a rich friend that was like, "Man, I feel really bad for you. Here's a gift certificate to get your nails done in an iPhone." Or how about they had that Cadillac before they went into the tank? Yeah, and they need yeah. a mode of transportation. Or they stole and it, and it's paid off, so they don't have a bill. Exactly. Or they stole it. Like, what if they stole it? You know that technically, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It. They don't have a car payment. Like, yeah. I mean, no fucking car payment on a stolen car. <laughs> way to uh, way to flop on that, Michael. Thank uh, you. Uh, sorry. I guess uh, I guess we should go ahead. Let's toss it to the interview, and then we'll come back, and then we'll do fun stuff. Right. See how I see how I fucking did that. That's a segue box. <laughs> we'll do fun stuff. Enjoy. All right. Join us now is Andrea Perrin, Strip Church Coordinator, and Ryan Russell, Fireproof Ministries Director. Uh, Fireproof Ministries is a parent ministry of Strip Church, which is why we're having you guys on. I wanted to say before we get going and stuff, I didn't say this to Andrea earlier, we are talking to her, Ryan, but um, like I kind of stumbled upon you guys. We've done shows in the past on human trafficking and stuff, and that's kind of looking up um, some of these sites where there's advocates and stuff that go out and help um a lot of the women, of course, you guys know, like 90% of it has to do with sex work and everything. Um, I kind of stumbled upon your site, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like, we brought it up when we talked about it on the show, and we kind of made jokes and stuff about it just because, I mean, you you know how it is. You name um, a ministry, anything, strip church. Like, there's other groups that you guys work with, like Triple X Church, Hookers for Jesus, stuff like that. I mean, you guys put it out there. It's kind of one of those things, you know. It's one of those attention-grabbing things. So I just want to put that out to you. Um, we might have t- poked a little funny, but that's why we want to have you guys on, to give you guys a chance to actually kind of tell us about the organization, uh, what you guys do exactly. And I, I guess that's really my first question. I don't know who wants to take it, but you know, if you could kind of explain what the uh, Strip Church Ministry um, is, what your mission is, what your goals are. Yeah, for sure. I'll jump in here. Um, you know, Strip Church has been around... Gosh, going on, I want to think four years. It's really hard to date all of our efforts uh, specifically related to it. Uh, we're we're another effort of TripleXChurch.com. So if you're familiar with Triple X Church, I've uh, been working inside the sex and porn industry for uh, going on 12 years now. And, um, you know, our, our goal is pretty simple. In any effort we make into building relationships inside the sex industry, we, we want to share the really simple news that um, – you know, Jesus loves us all right where we're at, no matter what we've done, and uh, extend grace and hope and freedom and help whenever possible. Um, I guess just one question, because I did look on your site, and I noticed you guys have branches pretty much all over the United States now. Um, I don't know where your headquarters is exactly, but um, I also saw in there that you, it says that you guys are international. I was wondering, what other countries do you go out and do this ministry in? 
Yeah, so our Strip Church Network is a loosely affiliated loosely affiliated group of, of like-minded ministries. Um, all, all of them have been trained up uh, through our training program that we offer, just simple pointers um, about how to connect in relationships inside the sex industry. We've done trainings internationally in Australia um, and have a few loosely connected affiliations in a couple other countries like uh, England as well. Okay. At first, I thought that was maybe one of those things. Like you say international, it means you're just like in Canada or something, you know. So, okay. Is <laughs> no, that, but so but you, we do have a presence in Canada if that counts for anything. Oh, definitely. <laughs> of course. Um, so, like you said, you do training and stuff. I know um, from talking to Andrea and then also from your website, you guys recently had uh, – she said you had training recently. I know you had a conference up in Chicago just a couple weeks ago. Um is that kind of what you do? You pull everybody together to do training? Is it all volunteers and they all have to go through some specific type of training courses? Or I'm curious at how you guys work that. Yeah, I'll let Andrea take this one. Okay. Yeah, so if somebody wants to be part of our network, we invite them to join one of our trainings. We host a couple a year and um, they can come learn some basic pointers on how to build relationships and what the purpose is. Um, behind it, the heart behind it, and then from there, they're um, invited to join our network. Now, what exactly do you guys do, or what do the volunteers do? I mean, I'm kind of curious how it works. I mean, do they you just group up and you just pick a club you're going to go to or a specific location, and everybody just kind of shows up and you pass out literature? Or, I'm just kind of trying to put in my head like what you guys do. To yeah, definitely. Um, you know, all the ministries, some are a little bit different, so some have a different approach. I've been involved in a ministry here in Seattle for about the past four or five years, so I can speak on what our approach is. And so we have, um, at this point in time, seven different clubs that we go into, and we bring in cupcakes, and we also bring in little, what we call bouncer bags, so basically little goodie bags with um, like Gatorade or an energy drink, plus some candy and mints for the bouncers as well. And we just drop the stuff off. Usually it's a pretty quick encounter. Um, we always respect the fact that this is a business and people are working. Um, and just like any other job, your time is money. And so we're not there to take up a lot of people's times. It's just to drop off these gifts and let them know that we're thinking about them and hopefully brighten their day. So you don't physically go in to the... We do. Um, oh, you do, okay. Yeah, yeah we, go into the, we go into the dressing rooms um, we're usually invited in there. Oh, yeah. Some clubs, uh, we might just be able to drop off the gifts at the front with the uh, bouncers or managers. Um, right now, with the clubs and relationships we have, we're able to just get into the dressing rooms, drop some stuff off, have some brief conversations with the girls. Um, but other ministries do, might do things a little bit differently, but that's how we do it in Seattle. Yeah, because we were, we were trying to wrap our heads around it whenever... Uh michael brought it to our attention and uh, i think we half-heartedly were joking about you know you doing a lap dance and then you're giving them a bible <laughs> instead of a five dollar bill or something um <laughs> that's not quite our approach yeah. i'm not saying a little different I'm, strategy I'm than i I've thought heard of that <laughs> yeah i was kind of assuming that you probably get a ton of married men volunteering to do this to go out and <laughs> 
You know, I'm not going to say that some of my guy friends haven't asked to join the team, but we do have uh, just females only that go into the club. So. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Ryan. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so how did you guys get involved with this, though? I mean, was there something in your past or just, I mean, do you know somebody? I mean, what made you kind of gravitate towards this? I mean, of course, your Christianity, but like this cause in particular and the strip church. Yeah, so for me, um, years ago, I used to work, I used to waitress in one of the clubs here in Seattle, um, and that's before I really knew who Jesus was, and um, at the time, I was going to school full-time, I was also working at a prestigious department store, managing there, so the job at the club was really just for fun, Um, it was great to walk out with, you know, a couple extra hundred dollars a night for not really doing anything, Um, and couple years later, I became a Christian and through that just recognized the love of Jesus and that just his grace that he has in my life. Like Ryan touched on earlier, just this idea that Jesus loves you no matter what, right where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're about to go and do. Nothing will separate you from that love of Christ. And for me, you know, growing up in America, I'd heard about Jesus and heard about Christianity and I never knew that. I never heard that before. And um, as soon as I became a Christian, I was just so excited about that life-changing truth that I wanted to share that with other people and especially go back into the industry because, you know, those as I've had a lot of fun personally, but, you know, those nights can be a little rough. And um, especially in that industry, guys feel like they can say whatever they want to you. Um, and, you know, having a cupcake really would have made my night a lot better in so many ways. And I knew that was the same for a lot of the other girls there, too. And so um, for me, it's just something that I knew eventually I would be called back into. And, um, you know, the doors opened. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity that I have now to um, love these girls and to be part of all of this. How about yourself, Ryan? You with us, Ryan? I've been involved with Triple X Church. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Well, we just had a big delay. That's all right. Oh, right. I've been involved uh, with Triple X Church uh, on and off since the very beginning. I've been working on staff for uh, six years now. And so when Strip Church started up, uh, my involvement really was helping to develop uh, the training program to get more and more women involved that were reaching out to us about how we do it. So I don't personally go into the clubs. I'm more of a director, behind the scenes developer of our trainings and our network and supporting people like Andrea. Mm. That kind of defeats the purpose of that job, but okay, I'm with you. Now, <laughs> what do you now, what do you guys kind of do as offer? I mean, I know you go and you kind of offer them advice and gift bags and stuff, but I mean, what kind of what how do you promote like how can you help them i mean like what do you promote to them to help them to get out of that lifestyle i mean because let's face it unless you guys have like a job training program you know most of those girls are going just to earn money for college right that's that's what wow. they're doing. <laughs> what? Yeah. well i mean so for us our yeah. approach isn't necessarily to like we don't ever want to come across as like, oh, we want to rescue these girls or that these girls are victims. Like for me, when I worked in the industry, I was there by choice and I was there because I had fun. Um, and so we don't ever go into the mentality of, you know, our our goal and our objective isn't to get them to leave. It's not to get them to quit. It's just to love them where they're at. Um, really that simple and that basic. If a girl, you know, does want out because like any job you have, you know, there's turnover and things like that. And, you know, especially with the just age demographic of, you know, 18 to 25 year olds. I mean, they don't usually 
have their career set in stone at that time anyway. Um, we help them write resumes. We do have um, job training programs that we'll link up with. Okay. We'll help them if they you know, need fill out college applications, getting grant money, whatever it might be. Okay. We're willing to help them in any sort of way that they might need, but really the objective is just to love them where they're at. Okay, so now that's good. That's that's kind of what I was getting. I kind of wanted to see where it went as far as what you did. So that's perfect. I mean, it, see, that's uh, now. I mean, of course, I know Andrew. You kind of checked out our site and you listened to us, and we're a bunch of heathens on this show. It's so no. <laughs> the religious aspect of it's one thing, but I mean, I, I really, I mean, I do see what you guys are doing as a good service. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've had experiences in the past with uh, women who have worked in those clubs, and I know that they could have, they probably could have used a little bit of God in their lives. <laughs> I will say so. I mean, but the training uh, programs and the helping with the school and everything, I mean, that, like I said, that is a legitimately good thing you guys are doing. So I am behind and stuff. Like I said, we poked a little bit of fun at, mainly because of the name of it and kind of the service. Like I said, you know, it's fun to say, yeah, it's every guy will volunteer for this. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> That's one thing I was going to say, you know, Andrew, if you're ever in town and stuff, I think Dallas is uh, like tops for per capita amount of strip clubs. So I'll go minister with you if you ever come down here. <laughs> just offering up that service now. So. You are so generous. My yep. goodness. <laughs> I am pretty awesome. There's no doubt about it. And God, Michael. Just... What? Shut up, dude. You're the one wearing a shirt with your own name on it. <laughs> but um, do you guys have any other questions for um, Mr. Ryan or... Miss Andrea? Um, I, I really didn't. Um, I just, I mean, I understand, you know, wanting to let these girls know, you know, that your Jesus loves them and all that stuff. Um, but I'm just kind of curious why you guys didn't choose um, a different uh, path as far as ministry because there's so many other segments of society um, and so many other segments in the world that, uh, probably need to love a lot more than some strippers. Um, I'm not, you know, trying to demean them at all. And I know that some of them are stuck in some pretty bad scenarios and then they get, you know, deep into drugs and who knows what else, uh, possible prostitution, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but when you look at, uh, you know, the starving kids out in the world, um, the segments of society that don't even have the basic needs that we find to be, you know, a nuisance if it's not around, um, why you guys chose that in particular? Yeah, I think that's a great question and a really valid point. Um, for all of us on our team, I mean, we're usually involved in something else and those things that you mentioned absolutely burden our hearts, um, in a lot of different ways. But for us, this is what, you know, we feel at least during the season that we're specifically called to. And it's so easy to look at the world and see all of the things that are going on and want to get involved in everything, um, which, you know, some of us I think have been, have done in the past. And when you kind of do all, everything, you're not really good at anything necessarily. And so um, for me, at least in my life, it's been about figuring out how to go deep rather than wide with people and how to just love in the best way possible to what I'm called to specifically. And so for this, um, this is it. And that doesn't mean that I don't um, do things that also, you know, help the homeless in our cities, um, orphans around the world, things like that. Because I think a lot of it's a lot more interconnected. And part of it for me, too, I would say is that everybody deserves to hear that they're loved. And everybody should see that and experience that. So 
that's kind of my thought, I guess, on that, if that kind of answers your question. I feel like that I could go on and on about that. So No, I mean, well, like you said, you worked in the club. So, I mean, it has, there's a personal connection there. And I assume whoever, I, I don't know who the founder of Strip Club was, um, but I assume that they probably had a connection with this. Like, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, looking at like your site and like Triple H Church and like, uh, you know, hookers for Jesus, which I actually had reached out to, um, Annie Lobert too, who was the founder mm-hmm. of hookers for Jesus. And of course she was a former prostitute. So that made sense. That's why she started that organization. Although she was scared of us, you guys are tough. So I'm giving you guys credit because <laughs> you weren't scared to come on. You see, we're, we're, well, you're so sweet. We're, I, we're nice. We tell yeah, people that yeah. pretty cool. I mean, when I, just, I think you guys are great. Yeah, so when, you guys have been so polite and so welcoming. Yeah, so thank you. If it's just us three, yeah, we're cussing each other and putting each other down. But that's, you know, we're close. We're like brothers. But if we have guests on, <laughs> we're going to be nice to you guys. <clears throat> Shut up, Bog. You okay. jerk. <laughs> but no, um, just before we let you go and stuff, just I'll give you guys a chance if you want to put out the information and stuff where people can look more into it. Of course, stripchurch.com. But if there's any additional information for like how people can volunteer or get involved, I mean, if you want to put that out yeah they can go to stripchurch.com um you can reach out to me directly at andrea a-n-d-r-e-a at stripchurch.com and i'd be happy to follow up with any inquiries as well all right well like i said i appreciate you guys coming on because i know you know with the differences and stuff and some of the outlooks on like religious views or something like that it'll kind of scare some people off but like i said we are we try and be fair you know we just want to kind of give everybody a chance to you know, put their point out. Like I said, we kind of made a little jokes and stuff about it. So I want to have you guys on to actually get a chance to, you know, put out what you're really about. And like I said, I think it's uh, what you guys are doing is a good thing. So, um, you, you know, the religious aspect of it, eh, I can do without. But, you know, I think what you guys are doing is commendable. So, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on again. Brian, haven't heard much from you. You kind of hanging out in the background. That's okay. Andrew's <laughs> been very sweet. Like I said, offer no, still on the table. Right. If you come out, Andrea, you get a hold of me. Me and you, we're going to go do some <laughs> ministering. Sounds good. You'll have to show me some good microbreweries down there, huh? Yes. That we can definitely do because we get, we got it. The core's light. We got to get rid of that. That's <laughs> that's piss water. We're working on it, Ryan. We're going to get off of that crap. Uh, <laughs> but all right. Again, you know, I just want to say thank you guys right so up. much for coming on and really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having us. It's been so wonderful interacting with right. um, you and all of you guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. You too. All right. Thank you. Hello. 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 Go fuck yourself. So we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I just want to say. That was unplanned. That was great. Ryan. Yeah, because you guys fucked up. This time I pointed. We got it down this time. I fucking gave him the evil one. Ryan's okay. Ryan talked way too much. Andrea. <laughs> fucking angel. I, I, she's just great. There's no other word to describe her. I can't wait. We to all know Michael's feelings on females of the Asian persuasion. First of all, sir, I mean that sounds racist when you say it like that. I'm not, okay, <laughs> she, I'll she was go back sweet. to like episode two when you started talking about Asian women. <laughs> she was a lovely woman. <laughs> um, so, and I was telling you boys, uh, you know, me and her, I over like the last couple of months, we've exchanged like thirty emails, and I think uh, I told you, I th- I'm not sure about this, but if I look it up, I think prison rules were engaged. With that many emails going back and forth, so. But when she comes out here, we're gonna, we're gonna go do some ministering together. I'll take the recorder and then we'll play it on there. So, Andre, look me up when you get. So you in. don't need a wingman for that trip. No, fuck off. It's just gonna be me and her. Wow, no doubt about it. Kind of harsh, sir. Yo, it's the dick of the world. <laughs>
I'm still really hoarse over that. <laughs> I love the scream. That was over a year ago, sir. Oh, no. It hurts so bad. <laughs> so, I can't do that shit. So this one, because Eric had brought up, like, of course, the kids on the border and stuff we talked about last week. So I, I kept it local last week. And as a Texan, I'm keeping it local again this week. Uh, this week, we're going with Rick Perry. Mm. Um, he's been saying shit over the last couple of weeks. He was uh, first he was talking about these children fleeing Central America was a conspiracy by Obama. He had brought oh. this up. You probably you guys yeah, might yeah, have heard yeah. this. Yeah. Because, of course, he's I, I guess he's trying to distract from Benghazi. I don't know what the fuck for. And, of course, uh, he's not sending them off because this is part of conspiracy, even though he can't because, like, we talked about the George Bush signed that law that says he can't just fucking send them back. No biggie. So this week he kicked it up a notch um, because, of course, I think he's ramping up because he's going to try and make another presidential bid because the first one went so well. So he's going to try that shit again. So he decided he would send uh, National Guard, Texas National Guard troops down to the border. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Two things, well, there's there's a few things about this. First of all, they cannot do anything down there. They don't have jurisdiction to do anything. So they're basically just standing there, wasting taxpayer dollars. They can't interfere. The only way they can mess with anybody is if, like, literally one of the kids ran up to them, kicked them in the balls or something. You know, they'd have, or tried to take one of their guns away from them. I mean, like, otherwise, they can just, like, stand there and watch and, like, wave Go, as hey. they cross the border. Hey, you, no, stop it. <laughs> stop, stop it. it. No. <laughs> bad, bad Central American. Bad. <laughs> so that's what's going on. And, and the thing about it is, so like he sends them down there, and they can't do anything. And of course, you know this is fiscally conservative states' rights. Fucking Rick Perry. Uh, of course, what he wants now is he wants the uh, federal government to pay for this with, oh with federal gosh. dollars, uh, because of course, you know. You kidding? It's because it's it's a national issue. So this is what he's doing. It sounds kind of, like he has a family member that needs another, you know, six k job, six figure income job in hey in man, Austin. That's why he's got to get that White House slot. A lot of good paying jobs in that White House. You can hook up. So the um, Texas Adjutant General uh, John Nichols, who's in charge of the troops and stuff, said that the troops will help. Uh, deter illicit traffic while the U.S. Border Patrol agents deal with a record spike of unaccompanied minors entering the country. The, te- the Texas National Guard troops are headed to the border on the orders of Republican Governor Rick Perry, who has been the chief critic of the White House response to the crisis and is considering another run for president in 2016. Nichols also said that the troops will be armed for their safety, but when asked if their weapons would be loaded, he said, eh, there may be ammunition in the magazines. <laughs> so, they can't do anything but you might not want to fuck with him still, but the best part about it—it's a PR stunt, essentially. Is what and that's it is. the it, thing. It's just him trying to nut up and look yeah. like a badass with all of his fucking Republicans and yeah. Tea Party members. Look at me, I'm sending troops in. Need to close in our borders. Obama's not gonna do it, so I'm gonna do it. I know they can't do anything, but I'm gonna do it anyway. It make. He does a pretty good repairing. The best thing, <laughs> the best thing about it was, and people have to Google if they want to see it. But he, er, I, most people, at least in this country, and I'm sure around the world, because douches kind of get their name out there. But Sean Hannity, of course, Fox News fame. Um, he went down there with Perry. So there's a picture of him and Rick Perry 
with a bunch of like guardsmen and they're like on this it looks like they're on a fucking boat or something I don't know you know and they're like holding fucking guns and like there's memes all out there saying like you know fucking look at you know Rick Perry and Sean Hannity they're ready to shoot some five year olds and stuff to protect this country <laughs> so that's that's our fucking governor who will I, I hope he runs again please please Rick Perry run again he was so fucking awesome to watch in the debates last time Dude, he put on a pair of glasses and just, like, stormed over debates. It didn't help for Sarah Palin, the glasses thing. She's still a dumb fucking cunt. Now, with him, I think if he's trying to make himself look smarter, it's not going to work. I have a feeling when he opens his mouth, it's going to pretty much, that's going to end it. Yeah, it turns out putting on glasses doesn't really make you smarter. Yeah. Nor does it make your mm. arguments any less illogical. That's true. So, so anyway. I do, I have to agree. I hope they, I hope they throw him at the presidential candidacy because that would be great. Because it doesn't matter. You could fucking throw a monkey on the Democratic side, and he'd probably win. Whoa. I hope you're not taking a shot at our president, sir. That sounds sound like some First off, humor. our president can't actually run for the office because he's already had two terms. This so is, no, I'm not taking a shot at him. He's not actually eligible <coughs> for the job. This is a little along the lines, a little non-sequitur, but I saw a poll. This is how fucking ridiculous Republicans are. I think it was out of New Hampshire or something where they asked, conservatives like who they wanted to run for president on the republican side who they'd vote for i fucking shit you not this was just like last week mitt romney was number one by like 40 percent like beating Rand paul and chris christie and all those other pieces of shit i'm like mitt romney huh that guy again mr fucking 40 percent of people are pieces of shit well i guess he's got a point but what 38 percent of pieces of shit in fucking mississippi but I mean, he get, he gave Obama a pretty close run. Like, wasn't he like 49% of the popular vote? Uh, popular vote was pretty close. But as we learn from the Bush v. Gore, the only <laughs> thing that matters... Popular vote doesn't mean shit. <laughs> the only thing that matters is Electoral College, and he got his ass handed to him severely. Well... And that was against yeah. the black guy that nobody likes. So wait till he gets a white person running against Excuse him. Excuse me. Oh. The black Kenyan Muslim communist socialist <laughs> terrorist <laughs> brother Muslim Brotherhood. You need to correct yourself, sir. I forget it's so much. <laughs> you know, word choice actually is pretty important when you when you use keywords <laughs> like that. For instance, even in that article, it said it was a crisis. Why is it a crisis? Because they're not white. No. Well, I mean, sure, but <laughs> like it's because they're of course. it's because they they're making it a crisis. Yeah. It's like fake Christ. Yeah, there's always got to be something terrible going on yeah. so they can, oh, look at Obama. Look at Honestly, I now. think it's a political move. I think like their entire job revolves around being the savior. Well, if you don't have shit going on, you can't be a savior. If everything's perfect, then how am I supposed to convince well, you that I'm the man for this job? It's like we talked about last time. You know, brown people equal evil in the minds of the old white conservative douchebags that vote for the Republicans. So you want to fire up the base, you got to start something. And, oh, look at these brown kids coming across the border in droves. Oh, it freaked out. Have everybody seen, uh, if you watch the news, you know, you've seen where you got all the Christians with their, you know, their Bibles and their Jesus fucking stuff. And then they got their American flags and shit as they're yelling at these kids coming across the border, telling them to go back to their countries. And so it, it fires them up, man. It's what they want to do. They want to get the base fired up. <clears throat> so remind me of what the Statue of Liberty says. Anyway, play song. 
Brad will love the idea that I'm playing this one. I'm sure he's listening. The clouds are crying. The hypnotized by her eyes. The water's rising. We'll get to higher grounds. Take me away with you down to the ocean's wide, wide shore. Rockin' right there for you Bro- Oh fuck, I forgot the words to this damn song <laughs> I forgot the words to this song What are they? Barber's gonna hurt, hate me for that one Cause he wrote the lyrics, I can't remember them Oh my Oh shit Fox forgot the <laughs> lyrics Womp womp <laughs> Damn I kinda rhymed there I Yeah Basically. So there's my song for the night. <laughs> damn it. I'm you know who's going to love that? Right. Andrea. She'll love that. Yeah, she'll be like, ah, I just. She actually complimented me. Remember when I said lower your standards to me? This is exactly <laughs> why. <laughs> I come in with no chart and I suck. And you didn't do the song that I told you to do. What was the one that was like, you're the best around? <laughs> uh, it's got like a. Don't fucking try and learn it while we're on the goddamn program here. You know what we're going to do for the topic this week? The one that we were supposed to do the last three weeks You're that we've built? You're the best around. Well, thank you, sir. I Nothing's appreciate that. Nothing's ever going to bring you down. You're the best around. <laughs> Just figured it out, bitch. Yeah, but that's not the whole... Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, finally, this is going to be pretty half-assed because I don't see you guys with any information, which makes me... I'm getting stressed here, man. Well, how... I mean, seriously, how is this a topic... For it's a, what political correctness? Yeah. It is a topic because there's a lot of things that um, are I like think, slurs. I think what it, sir, we don't have to take it down that route immediately, <laughs> right? I mean, we'll get there. I mean, we know where slow Boggs's mind roll. is. But <laughs> slow, slow your fucking roll. I hate roll. slurs. I really do. Like which ones? All of them. Yeah, I don't like anything Cunt. that's. I mean, give me a couple. Tinge. Give me a couple examples. I don't even want to say them. That's that's kind of what I mean. Is like I hate saying like dubstep a- jugglers. <laughs> Dubstep jugglers. Well, like, okay, that, so that like, one gets I play, too, I, I, I play like. League of Legends, right? I could, I, I don't care, do. I don't care at all what anyone says, right up until they use a slur, because it's, mm-hmm. it's just a demeaning term for a bunch of people. Like I'm, yep. like we've talked about before, like fuck doesn't mean anything really. Yeah. But I do think that words have meanings, and you know when you use stuff like if you're if you're just like running around, especially like fucking twelve year olds, man, like they just. They constantly, like, especially online, I'm sure you, Eric is definitely aware of this. It's just like, oh, God, yeah. you're such a faggot. And they just like, like, dude, fucking grow up. It's 2014. Like, that's not appropriate. It's not nice to say. And uh, frankly, like, but it's, see, it's demeaning in a way that's funny because I'm like, what, what's wrong with being gay? If there's nothing wrong with being gay, if you really feel that way, then why the fuck are you using this word in a context like that that's negatively charged? Right? So. Yes. So like I don't like I don't care about cursing because I don't feel like any of those words mean anything. But when we brought that up, when we talked about cursing, because my entire family has this really high toity opinion about why your word choice is so important. It is important. Stop being demeaning. Stop telling people that they're shit. Stop telling people that are gay you're a faggot and you deserve what? Like what? What's your negative charge there? Why is this an important term? You know what I'm saying? It's the same reason why like, and it, and I don't know about you guys and your family, but like in my family, what about bitch? 
What if they use bitch instead? Uh, it's kind of demeaning, honestly, <clears throat> isn't it? Okay. Don't you think that's kind of the same thing? They're for just women? calling them a female dog. I had this conversation. I don't think that's really you what female it means. dog. <laughs> I had this conversation. That's I'm start yelling at people. Women hate the word cunt. They freak out on cunt. American women hate the word cunt. Yeah, uh, yeah. You say in Australia or England or something, big fucking deal. But yeah, over here, cunt it will make a woman's fucking head explode. And But you can call them bitch all day and they don't mind. To me, this is me being a guy, I guess. I mean, whatever. Fucking words are words. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. But to me, I think being called a bitch is worse than being called a cunt if I'm a woman. You know what I mean? To me, they're, it's they're seems, on the same. Here's the thing: those words, like he was just saying, it's a female dog. That's not how people are using it. That's not the context because no. the context is they're illustrating to the woman, "You're nothing but a dog. Well, you're what nothing about but when a sack of man. meat." When they're a bitch, yeah. once again, that's a term that's you're belittling women because at that point, why is he a bitch? Because he's acting as if he was a woman. That's the approach that they're taking with that. That's why I don't like to be demeaning to people. Anytime that you're demeaning to somebody, those words mean something, and what you're doing is fucking stupid. Hmm. Interesting point. Now, <laughs> I will. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate you so much, Michael. <laughs> I'm fucking. You're a pedantic piece of shit. Man, you know I'm that? on your side, dude. I no, the, the the reason no, I but the political correctness thing. I just think some of it's accurate. We've talked about things like. I mean, we can kind of get in detail on, but like the Donald Sterling thing, or like now with the Washington Redskins, there's certain, there's different levels of political correctness. And the one thing I wanted to talk about with this is because you hear it on both sides. I mean, there's the right side and the left side. I think this is one of the categories where liberals are fucking awful, is when it comes to political correctness. You know what I mean? Like they are so quick to fucking jump on somebody, like Donald Sterling with his little fucking rant. I mean, what he said was stupid. He's an old guy, but he never used any, like, racist terms. He just told his mannish-looking fucking girlfriend that... Been there. Been there. What, with a mannish girlfriend? <laughs> I, was, I was actually bringing back she, that song. She Remember the song? have a penis? No. No. Okay. No. I felt that. That wasn't, that wasn't a penis, no. So... So, did you have a dubstep? <laughs> so... But I mean, like... I don't know what that is. I don't fucking know either. That was the most offensive thing of those three. Like, you dubstep. got caught up on faggots. I'm like, dubstep. Oh, I think we're whoa, taking this whoa, too hey, far. Hey. Um, I do not dance like that. But, I mean, like, he was telling her, oh, I don't want you fucking hang out with black guys. and da, da, da. But he told him, but he did tell her, he goes, you can fuck them. Just don't be seen with them in public. I mean, like, well, that's not so bad, right? I The thing about that entire incident is just... They the media blew up on that story. But that's what I'm talking about. That's liberal media. They jump all oh, this racist old bastard. He's the worst fucking human ever. It's like, dude, let's take it down a notch. I mean, he's old and stupid, and he's like most sure. old people. But it's like it's not the worst thing. You get Alec Baldwin, who like a couple of weeks ago he went on a tirade on a cameraman again and called him a fag. And it's like, well, but Alec Baldwin. I mean, but he's a liberal and he cares about people and he's in the left wing causes. And it's like they. Eh, slap him on the fucking hand and go on. I mean, there's double standards and stuff within that. That's one thing. Like, now, I think, of course, in the sports world, like, the whole Washington Redskin thing's up. To me, that's a major thing because that's a racist fucking term. I mean, that's what it was used back in the day, calling them Redskins. It's like, you know, and people bring this point up all the time. Well, what if they're fucking, you call them yellow skins and it has, like, a fucking little oriental character with big buck teeth on their fucking helmet or... You know, you call them the black skins and it's fucking some, you know, old 
like cart character of a fucking like from the you know the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons or something. They'd have the little black guy and they'd have the huge lips and stuff and bone in their nose. You know how all just how stereotypical and racist that was. It's like no difference, but it's like there's no Indians around. I mean, you got a few and they're fucking stuck. So on their so boots. the two solutions we could come to is one, don't post a racially charged team name or just kill everyone in that race and you're good to go. Yes. I yeah, I think that's actually teaching people. That I, I think, think that's, that's what it is. So, yeah, we just got to finish killing the rest of the Indians <laughs> off and then it'll be okay. That's what I'm getting There's at. There's nobody people. to just offend at that point. Go kill the rest of the Indians. That's what we're after. So, when we have team names, we need to come with like ancient civilizations that are now extinct. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. Some and just take the racist <laughs> like what did what did the Palestinians call the Egyptians and whatever that term was that was negatively charged we're like, "All right, that's what we are as a sports <sighs> team." Well, you know what's funny in comparison to that is that people are freaking out about the Redskins name. Like, well, we're not gonna, we don't want to fucking change it. It's tradition stuff. But that's a clearly offensive name to those people, you know. But back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember this, um, the Washington basketball team used to be the Bullets. But there was such crime in D.C., which it still is pretty bad, I guess. But the murder rate in D.C. was like at the highest in the nation at one point and stuff. So they made a conscious effort to change the name from the Washington Bullets to the Wizards. Because, you know, it was, yeah. it's it's the same thing. It was a PC-type move. It's like, and they're just like, fuck it, we'll do it. You know, they took some flag for it. Like, fuck it, we'll change the name. I, I just, I, when they bring in, like, tradition and shit like that, it's just, it makes me crazy. And like I seen with the, the, the political correctness, I mean, you got the two different ones. You got, like, the slang words and the stereotype, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have things like Donald Sterling and team names. and. Well, I think... I mean, I think that goes with the, like the stereotype and the slang and stuff with that. But like, I, it's to me, it's like I said, there's such a double standard. And I had some things. I mean, just for poll numbers and stuff, they did this. Uh, Rasmussen did this. What, what about the the team names that don't make sense anymore because they moved? Like the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I don't like, think that has anything to do with political correctness, though, Eric. But I, I see what you're saying. I feel ya. Let's start a petition on WhiteHouse.gov to get yeah. the name changed the Lakers to the rapist. Because that's what Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, I said it. Fuck him. He's done. A bitch is never going to win another title. Said shit on LeBron last time. I'm shit on Kobe. What are you going to do about it? He just demeaned him by calling him a bitch. He is a bitch. He's a cunt and a bitch. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Get some. Okay, <sighs> so that happened. Um, no, but Rasmussen did a thing, and they asked people wh- how about political correctness, and 61% of Americans say that our country is way too politically correct. And I agree with that. I'm surprised it's not higher, you know, to be honest with you, because like I said, it's like, you can't do anything. This, you guys are like this. I pull this thing and it's about Hollywood. And this is about Islam because Islam is the big taboo on the left. I think when it comes to political correctness, like everybody wants to be right. Like, Oh, you know, it's like not all fucking Muslims are bad. You know, you always have to, cause I mean, let's face on the right. Every Muslim's a fucking terrorist. Eh, That's extreme. But uh, let me tell you now, though, like for people who immediately jump on Michael for saying, no, nah, that's an overgeneralized point. In other words, you have a fallacy there, which you kind of do. Um, I can't find conservative media that's not very pinpoint on that. Oh, no. Conservatives I can't find it. are completely on that. Now, but the thing is, though, then liberals will jump up and say, no, they're just, you know, they're fine. There's just certain elements. No. Islam is a fucking bad... It is the worst of the religions. There's no doubt about it. I love... I watch Bill Maher, and Bill Maher 
gets yelled at with this because he's real left, but he gets up and he, he'll say, you know, this is a problem with the left wing. They want to defend everybody. Any group that's considered like a minority or something, which Muslims aren't. There's a lot of fucking Muslims in this world. Believe me, they're not a fucking minority. But, you know, it's like I said, you can't if the conservatives bash it, then the, the left has to jump in and fucking pick it up. And so this is um, I pulled this thing. It's a pretty interesting article on. Hollywood and the way they treat uh, Muslims and Islam in movies. And, um, like, for instance, these are a few different movies that come out. You guys probably have seen these or something. And the film 2012, which, you know, of course came out a couple years ago, 2012, that was one of those end of the world flicks because remember 2012, end of the fucking world, we're all going to die because, you know, God said so. Um, There's a scene in it. What year is it? 2012. No, what year is it now? Oh, now 2014. Oh, okay. So it didn't happen. No, we survived that one, all but right, don't so worry about it. I think they just miscalculated. We're all going to oh. fucking die still. It's just, it, okay. it, I think the calendars, the Mayan calendar is off. Like so the, it is like off. It was actually before three, that year, though. Oh. So, so those we, three we were documentaries like years that it. swore up and down. It <laughs> was going to be. You guys are just. My, my personal favorite documentary was one that it wasn't going to be the end of the world. It was going to be the age of enlightenment. And it's like. Yeah, we're not enlightened at all. I right was gonna now. say it's we're <laughs> going the opposite direction. We're definitely on that one. going way backwards. I like how the Mayan calendar ends and people fucking lose their minds. Like, dude, th- you know, there's another one, right? Like, they just would have, they just never, like, yeah, it'd be like us going like two thousand years into the future and already having the calendar written. It's like <laughs> fuck that. It's the end of an age. That doesn't mean shit. I mean, it just moves on to the next age. True that, bitch. I love that. But in that movie. There was a scene like when all the destruction's going down where they show like the fucking Vatican and like um, the Sistine Chapel collapsing and then it shows Christ the Redeemer, the big Christ statue in Brazil yeah. crashing. And they also part of that was supposed to be um, the Grand Mosque in Mecca was going to be part of a crumbling. The stu- they feared that the stu- Islam would get offended. The studio made them take it out because they, yeah, they thought they're like, oh. You fucking do that, you know. We're gonna have an uprising, and they're probably right. But I mean, so they yeah, pulled that it's out. because most Islamists that are over in the Middle East are fucking insane. Yeah, they're where the where <clears throat> the Christians were during the Crusades is where they are now. Yeah, you say anything <laughs> wrong about them, and it's like you're you're dead. I'm gonna kill you. Wh- what? I just said I don't believe in you. You know, you're fucking dead. And stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Game of Thrones reference? <laughs> stabby, stabby. So, Did you see that, man, by the way? What's that? It, uh, Game of Thrones? Yes, we've seen it. No, Peter Dinklage with his little interview about that. The interviewer had no idea what Game of Thrones was. He's like, you've never seen Game of Thrones? So he's like, all right, well, just give me a review of that in like three minutes. He's like, okay, three minutes? Okay, cool. Uh, uh, stabby, stabby, stabby. Sexy, sexy, sexy. Beautiful scenes and beautiful language. <laughs> and then stabby, stabby, stab Like... <laughs> Little sister fucking. Um, uh, or daughter fucking. I mean, there's some uh, of that, too. There's some on, of that, too. Stop it. Keep going. Saying. Go um, on. And I, I don't know if you guys... Like, some of these movies you might have not seen because they're terrible. Like, Iron Man 3, uh, Ben Kingsley's in it, and he plays, like, a terroristic character. Yes. Well, in the actual comic books, he... The character he plays is the Mandarin is like the actual bad guy in it. And he is like this Islamist type character and stuff. Well, the studio didn't want to go with that. So they made the Mandarin character in this, like a pawn and the real enemies were a neo-Nazi group, of course. So that's how they played that off. Cause they didn't want the bad guy to be an Islamist. Yeah. And then in uh, The Sum of All Fears, which is a Tom Clancy book, they made that movie, the original terrorists in that were supposed to be Palestinians. 
but they got a complaint from the Council of uh, American Islamic Relations, so they ended up changing them to a neo-Nazi group as well. And it goes on. I mean, there's more and more. And the guy that finished up this article. Poor neo-Nazis. <laughs> he finishes up this article saying. Always getting the brunt end. Yeah. Because nobody wants to attack the Muslim. Yeah, what the fuck's up with that, man? What the Nazis ever do? So he finishes up this article by saying. Hollywood would sooner cast the family members of 9-11 victims as potential characters or terrorists than Muslim extremists. Yeah, that almost seems accurate. You know what, though? And it's out of fear. Like, it really is out of complete and utter fear. That's all it is. Yes, and that fear has been created by who? Uh, I would think the right media. To be fair, though, they've No, had, it's been created by Islam. I was about to say, that, to be fair, they've had some incidences where, like, didn't Denmark get, like... Just drilled over that comic strip they had. Yeah, yeah, the guy did that comic strip. Yeah, they had suicide bombings actually. Mm -hmm. Well, even South Park. I mean, I think they've done episodes before where they've you know had threats and everything against them because of some of the shit they've done. But I mean, it's that's where things go too far. It's like you can't defend something. It's just the way it is. You know, you're trying to change culture, change you know these studios changing these movies and stuff just because they want to appease everybody. Like I said, it this is where the left pisses me off. Like, I'm very progressive-minded, but I'm very open about things, too. Like, I'll say anything. I don't give a shit. You know, it doesn't bother me. Like you're saying, language is language. It doesn't matter. If I'm just fucking talking, I'm throwing shit out, it doesn't bother me. You know, it's like... I I mean, that's not exactly what I said at all, but... (laughs) I actually said the opposite. (laughs) No, you said Cursing doesn't mean anything. I said your meaning is incredibly important. No, you said if you're demeaning people, using it towards people to demean... I'm just saying, if I'm just fucking talking... And I'm dropping bombs or saying this. And I mean, that. if you're it's like, ah, oh, you big old faggot ass nigger shit dick, like that's probably offensive to a lot of people because you're being really demeaning and you're using slurs. There's a difference to me between using slurs and cursing, though. Like you saying fucking blah blah blah, fuck doesn't didn't mean anything. It was like an exaggeration of whatever you were saying. Yeah. If you call someone a faggot, I have a pretty clear, distinct nomenclature of what that means and what you're going after and it's always demeaning like you can't use that word and not be demeaning in some form well especially in this country and and that's kind of the point but i you know as far as being like overly politically correct uh i guess that's kind of right like as far as like media and interviews and such go but what would you rather have like would you rather them just get to use whatever word they want and then people just not get offended well i look at it this way i mean it, people are going to be offended at anything you say you know what i mean like it doesn't matter what you say someone's going to get offended by it mm-hmm. you know like i said if you're conservative you say something crazy all the left's going to freak out if you're fucking liberal and you say something crazy all the, it doesn't matter if it's really okay so and the reason i kind of brought this as we're before we started the show. We were talking about me and Eric were talking about having seen the new Planet of the Apes movie, and of course Gary Oldman's one of the stars in it. And you probably saw some of the comments he made. Um, he did an interview with Playboy magazine, and he started going off about political correctness. And he said, you know, political correctness is crap. You know, take a fucking joke, get over it. That was his thing. And he starts going down this list of like some things that people have said. Like he brought up, you know, Alec Baldwin getting away with some of the shit he said. And he was talking about like during the Oscars last year, like people felt were like pressured to vote for like 12 years a slave because it was you know a, if you didn't then it was a race you felt like a racist the way they're making you feel it's like there's so much pressure in hollywood to go down this road and he was talking about you know the comments like mel gibson made which mel gibson's another one like some of the shit he said like i said donald sterling doesn't even like use like say 
you know, niggers or anything like that. I mean, he makes stupid comments, but he never got really degrading on that tape at all against blacks. I mean, other than the fact he didn't want his girlfriend to be seen. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. Like, it's like, like I said, I'm like, old man, fuck it. I don't care. But it gets blown up. Mel Gibson, I, I don't know if you guys ever heard the recordings, but of course, you know, he got pulled out by the cops and he went off about fucking yes. Jews. And the one yeah. with the girlfriend, where he yeah. told her that he hoped she'd go get raped by a pack of niggers. He says all this shit, it's all out there. Everybody knows he's done it. He's still fucking making movies. Yeah, Passion of the Christ basically paved the way for him to do no, whatever no, no. the fuck he, he wants. His, but, but I, I mean, all this was after the fact. But I'm no, just, he's saying that he's made so much money that he can just say whatever he wants and it doesn't who matter. Who cares? Oh, okay. Well, I yeah, just, who cares what he does at this point? Because how much he's money did he make? And, <laughs> oh, I don't know. How, I mean, yeah, all the religious Ridiculous. types had to Good job, you and, religious Christians. No, and the other thing, too, is they'll probably You've come... created a monster. They'll come to his defense at that point. Like, he's not held accountable because they'll say, well, he made some mistakes, but he's still a great guy because look at this great thing that he produced. And yeah. I'm telling you, he, yeah. he's defended forever. Yeah. I just... It's amazing. Until he kills someone. <laughs> But see, he's in that inner circle, and then they'll all rush into defense. It's like Alec Baldwin, like I said, you know, he'll call people. No, see, I disagree with you. It's until he kills a white person. <laughs> Ouch! Shots. Um, it's a better. It's a good point. I actually don't like that idea though, because, you know, I think there's there's a bit of a fallacy in defending liberals for the sake of just fighting against conservatives. Does that make sense? Like, sometimes you're just wrong. Sometimes your point is wrong. No, and, and I mean, they'll jump. I mean, I'm not saying that they won't eat their own. I'm just saying there's more of a tendency for it. You know, it's just like... I, oh, I know, but they're both the same way. They always defend against that, even if they know that they're... Like, sometimes, have you ever just, like, thought, that doesn't really follow with me? Like, have you ever had that thought with, like, a liberal argument where you're like, hmm, I don't think that really makes sense. And then you just kind of realize, eh, I'm probably not liberal on that particular point. Like, that's okay. That's not a really big deal. It seems to me that too many people get locked into, and this is on both sides. Yeah. Like, they just get locked into, I'm conservative, so I'm just going to say whatever the opposite is of you. And, like, it's always an opposite point. We're always at opposition. Sometimes we can agree on shit, right? Sometimes. <laughs> well, I think it's, when it comes to political correctness, I think you can go too far with it. Like, you say you don't like any kind of derogatory terms, regardless of the context or in the, uh, the realm in which you're saying it. So, like, I'm playing Call of Duty or whatever. I call somebody a bitch. Um, in my normal day life, I don't run around calling people bitches all the time. Yeah, this is, this is referred to as digital courage. Um, well, not necessarily. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, that's it's just... Oh, I do this all the time. <laughs> what he's doing, I know. I, I'm so hypocritical and absurd because as soon as I get a double kill in league, I'm like, take that, you fucking bitch. I hope you fucking die with AIDS, motherfucker. It's like, I how is that really not to mean? I all that, but, <laughs> well, for example, if somebody is, My you know, God. camping their face off or, you know, utilizing a glitch in the game, you know, I'll call them a bitch because that's a bitchy move as far as I'm concerned. I don't mean them as a female dog or even a woman at that say. I just, you know, to me, it's your your bitch. It's a derogatory term that I want to give to them because they are playing derogatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my everyday life, do I run around everybody and call them a bitch? No, I don't. I try and reason with people. I try and treat them with some kind of dignity and respect that I would want to be treated with. So don't play Call of Duty with Eric. No, that's not even. The, that's don't not play what I'm League of Legends with you. I'm <laughs> saying you've like <laughs> political correctness even goes against you know 
what you're saying. And I, to me, I don't really see the point in political correctness. To me, it's just as long as you treat other people the way that you want to be treated, then what the hell's what does it matter? See, in the long run, that it, always means something different for everyone else. Because I will say, as soon as somebody uses a word with me, that word's on the table with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, we've heard you use a lot of words. <laughs> like today, in fact. <laughs> I, I just... Like, to me, it's just using curse words or something that's derogatory is just an explanation. Like, you know, it's an expletive to my sentence or whatever structure I'm using. I'm using it for an emphasis to make some kind of impact. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that if I call you a faggot, I think that you're actually a gay person. That's not at all what I mean. In fact, I never have used that word for its whatever you know slur meaning was mm-hmm. yeah never have yeah but a lot now, of society takes it that way exactly absolutely, and i agree well that's the point though is like and it is ultimately how you're perceived not what you perceive yourself to be that is well and you used a word that you know people take that way and that's the that's the point is like it doesn't matter how you use an explicative explicative expl- explicative you're good whatever thank you <laughs> we know what you're saying Explit explicative whatever <laughs> expletive an expletive, ex- yeah. Expl- ex- <laughs> fucking shit. Yes. I Finally. I can't fucking speak. Um, I love it. It's the idea that, like, how was it received? Because that's part of communicating. No, I, like, I if understand. you just wanted to use the word on your own, you wouldn't speak. You would just think it. Yeah. So the, <clears throat> the idea is you put in a thought in someone's head. So. Well, I think. And once a- again, I'm hypocritical as shit because I'm such an asshole on League, but. Oh, um, what's well, like Eric saying? Like, because I've done. Well, we, I'm not an asshole. I don't go after people and attack oh, them. Oh, that's me. Only when they are. <laughs> oh, well. Only when they use certain things within the game that are known to be, you know, like glitches or just a really cheap move. It's like seriously, dude. Like, <clears throat> known glitches are. Um, How about you get better at the game and then beat me that way? Right. <laughs> anyway, so I understand your point about like. Uh, really, I don't care about the political correctness part. I just think that when people aren't politically correct, maybe you shouldn't overreact so hard. I you think know what the, I mean? Because like think, Donald Sterling, when they when that came out, I basically sat in my car. That's the point. Listening to sports I agree with going, that. So what? Yes. Who gives a shit? That's like, I didn't care. He, he's having a private conversation, gets recorded, put it out there, and then, like I said, it's really not as bad as it comes off. And I don't want to be like the well, defender of him, but like I said, for what the shit that he took and losing the team and all that, it's like I understand there's bylaws and they're able to finagle and do whatever. I mean, that's fine. He broke the rules. But it was a private conversation he was having. It gets put out there, and everybody jumps on it. Like, it's the worst fucking thing. It's like, oh, my God. It's like he fucking gassed a bunch of fucking Jews or something. You know, it's like they kick it to this ungodly extreme. Well, think, think about what that means, too. What we're really saying, and I know that the NBA did this for the reasons like, hey, we have to do this because such a public outcry happened. I get that because that's, that's their right to do that. But really... What we're saying is you being a racist is worth millions and millions of dollars lost. Because that's what happened. He had to sell his team. That's what that... And the revenue... That's what that instance that came other. down to. I'm just more pissed about the fact that the way the media takes over something and turns yeah, in... definitely. And like I said, it's political. I mean, there's different things, too. Like, there's catchwords, you know, like with liberals and stuff, you hear it a lot, you know, they'll start talking about income inequality and stuff. And as soon as you hear those words, the right will turn around and say, oh, you're doing class warfare. You know what I mean? They, they flip things. That's another political correct way of doing things. You know what pisses me off a lot, and this is so, this is all politics, is uh, the way we kiss, like, the military's ass. And I was in the military, so I'll fucking say this, and I don't give a fuck, but every fucking buddy who serves in the military, isn't that fucking great? 
I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, I, you cannot ever say anything bad about I think soldiers. I already said that once on the podcast. Yeah. Um, the military <laughs> and that's specifically targets people who don't go to college and are like the bottom rung of your society. And well, they, they pray. Yeah, they pray on those people. I, but I'm just saying, though, it's like you can never say anything in a political sphere. You cannot say anything bad about fucking anyone in the military. Or holy shit, dude. You've opened up Pandora's box. Like I said, man, I was in with a bunch of sorry pieces of shit when I was in. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't one of them, but I'm just saying. There's pretty, a lot of fucking guys in the military. Pretty sorry piece of shit, but I know what you're saying. That are fucking worthless fucking humans. I mean. But what you, about some of the things that the right says that they are pretty much allowed to get away with saying and there's no kind of public outcry about it? Um, example, I saw a bumper sticker the other day and it said, uh, um, if you don't uh, stand behind our troops... If not, stand in front of them. Yeah, no, essentially saying support our troops or get shot. Yeah, I, that's exactly what that <clears throat> fucking asshole said. Yeah, and uh, I how about all never the shit that people comes up applaud about this fucking guy? I guarantee you, people come up to him all the time and be like, "Oh man, I like your bumper sticker. That's fucking oh, yeah, awesome." Oh, yeah. Um, there's like a million things you can say about like, what conservatives say about you, Obama. To me, that's a threat. You just threatened me with your bumper sticker. By the way, I can't. I can't believe <laughs> it is. Know, it's we, a fucking threat. Just to to pull back the curtain a bit on like the crumble bottom thing. I can't believe that we found like comments on there that were like just racially charged. I can't believe that we actually found that much on Obama. You know what I mean? Oh, they don't like, care. It's amazing that you just they post their fucking full name and a link to their Facebook page is right there next to them being really racist. Donald Sterling has a couple of choice words and doesn't want his mistress to date a black guy. He get, loses his team and loses millions of dollars. These jackasses in the Tea Party are racist as hell. By the way, and, and, and wish violence and upon yes, someone. And do want people to get shot for trying to take their guns. Uh, um, I believe I believe the term that we used with Obama was lynched on several comments. Yeah. Several comments had lynched on there. Hang him. Yeah. We should hang him. And yet, Team Party is allowed to survive, thrive. And in fact, they're actually doing a really good job in the election so far. <laughs> no shit. Well, like I was saying, when Alec Baldwin made his comments, like the right went nuts on that. You know, when he called that dude a fag and all that shit. But then when, like, the Duck Dynasty guy got out and he made all his anti-gay remarks and his demeaning remarks about women and stuff, you know, snatch them up and marry them when they're, like, teenagers and shit <laughs> so you can control them and all that. They don't, it's like, they, then the left jumped on them and then all the right wing rushes to defend, oh, it's freedom of speech, you know? It's like, God damn it, man. That's what makes me so insane. It's like, you know what? It's freedom of speech for everybody. Everybody can say fucked up shit. If you don't fucking like it, you know what? Don't buy their books. Don't watch their fucking shows. Don't go to their sporting events. Just fucking protest it. And that's all there is to it, man. It's like, fuck it. Let them say what they want to say. Let them be assholes if they want. This is supposed to be a free country. You don't have to like it. In this you know? politically charged realm that we live in, this is the way that people want it to work. They can say whatever they want to, but if you say something that they don't agree with, they want to be able to silence you. Yep. Period. That's how it works. You know what I love is... It, I don't know if you guys ever People saw. People want it all for themselves. Don't, do you feel like we've done a pretty good job of not of doing that? By the way, since we just had a Christian advocacy group come on and promote their shit on our it, show. You know what, dude? It's just like when we had uh, Tom Henderson on for Open Carry Texas. I wanted him to speak. Let him say what they want to say and stuff. We might not agree with it, but I'd rather let them look. We this is our show. We will put out our opinions every fucking time and ram it down your throat. Everybody knows what we think. Mm. I don't mind bringing other people on and letting them talk. You know, I mean that. 
that's the great thing about us. And I'd love to have more people on that have different opinions. You know, I mean, I'd like to have some fights on here with them too. It'd be kind of fun sometimes, but certain people know, but kind of getting back to what Eric was saying about, you know, people, you know, saying things. I, I love them. I don't know if you guys saw it, but clerks too. Um, not nearly as good as the first clerks, but still okay. Um, there's a scene where like the two main characters, Dante and Randall, they're like talking at the, it's like a fast food joint they're talking at the counter and the one guy says something about porch monkey and they're both white guys and he uses the term porch monkey and the dude's like whoa you can't fucking say that that's racist he goes what are you fucking talking about he goes like when we used to run around as a kid my grandma you know always yell at us and call us little porch monkeys and stuff he's like you can't do that he goes that you know like fuck it he gets all defiant so he's like i'm taking the war back so he's calling everybody a porch monkey and like this black family comes in there's like a black kid and he says hey little porch monkey what would you like to eat but it's funny it's like he's not saying it in a racist way it's just like he's like i'm taking this word back you know i'm not gonna let this be a racial term this is i was called this as a kid this is endearing to me in some level i'm taking it back and i I almost kind of look at that like you know it's like if you're black you can call each other niggers all you want but if you say it as a white person it's like dude you're fucking breaking the rule it's like, uh, you know, anytime on t- TV, you know, well, they said the N-word. I hate that. Just It's like, if you're going to say N-word, it's in my head now. Just fucking say it. And uh, I'm not going to drag Eric into this, but I know I've had friends in the past where, like, we'll, we're white as fuck, but we'll call each other niggers and stuff. But it's not a racist thing. You know, I know it's stupid. And it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, fuck it. I don't care. It's like, I'm not saying it to be racist. It's just, you just say it. But we, like, if I'm in public, I'm not going to fucking say it. Like, I know better. It's like, I'm going to be throwing that around in fucking public. But it's not, like, a, a hateful thing. It's, dude. This is another instance where we're talking about with Eric. Like, it's not the meaning in which you're using it. It's the fact that you know it's received differently. Yeah. Right? So there's an entire side of communication you're just missing if you're if you're not adhering to that. Now, see, that's why, like, when you're with a group, like, when it's the three of us and we're not on record, who gives a shit? Yeah. Because, like, I'm... Oh, we know. I would think that I'm pretty hard to do, to oh, offend. Eric on. is really hard to offend unless you attack his mom. We gotta start recording and, uh, you. No one's gonna no one's gonna try <laughs> that one. No one's gonna ask me about. No one's gonna ask me about Eric's mom. All right. So anyway, but I don't even think Eric caught that. I think he was like off in La La Land. No, I heard it. I just don't understand it. <laughs> that was the point. It's supposed to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then there's a story there, but I'm not mm. gonna tell the story. Anyway, so God damn it. But that's the whole point. Is like when you're when you are in a public forum, I don't have a problem with somebody trying to be politically correct no I, I just don't want you to get overly offended when somebody isn't th- that's th- basically the the drawback is i don't know that we're overly politically correct i just think that when it does happen and somebody's uses a term incorrectly or something it's just not the end of the world that's the thing it's just not a big deal i want fucking anybody's any progressive liberal mind person when you hear someone say something don't fucking just start jumping up and down and pointing I mean, dude, people say stupid shit all the fucking time. We've said plenty. I mean, I can go back through all our episodes and cut out plenty of stupid <laughs> things that we've said. Bo- and we do all the time for well, the opener. Yes. Boggs is a fucking treasure trove. Uh, the thing is, Thanks. it's like just even on the right side stuff, dude, it's like don't fucking point fingers and jump up and down. It's like we all do dumb shit. We all say stupid things. Like Mel Gibson's probably a real douchebag in person but i mean regardless i mean he's been drunk and he's got caught saying stuff but everybody rushes to his defense maybe he's an okay dude maybe he just you know he's got some deep dark fucking things inside of him that when he drinks kind of i don't fucking know i mean the dude's not like running around shooting at 
ethnic people and stuff. I mean, at the border. Yeah, I mean, he's not at the border protesting right now and stuff. I mean, I'm just saying, people, everybody's fucking awful. Humans are fucking just terrible. That's all there is to it. We're going to say things. We're going to do things. Just fucking take a goddamn chill pill. Take a step back. Take a breath. Just let shit go sometimes. You don't have to make a fucking monumental fucking case out of everything. Because like I said, we've said plenty of shit on this show. And it's like... That would offend every liberal I know. (laughs) We would offend any fucking human. (laughs) I mean, some of the stuff we've said. But it's like... Granted, we're douchebags. But I mean, the thing is, it's just like... Just, you gotta let it go sometimes. Just gotta get along, people. Just stop with the fucking PC shit so much. Especially you fucking left-leaning motherfuckers. Stop the shit. So you're saying, so you're saying we need to let it go? Let it go. Let it go? That's it. That's Don't want to sp- hold on anymore? That's all. I just want everybody to just fucking let it go. Here I stand, <laughs> and here I'll stay. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. The cold uh, never bothered me anyway. Suck my cock. Blow this shit up. I'm done. You want to blow it up or you want to fucking. What are you doing? Why are you making a masturbatory sound? <clears throat> I'm waiting for Eric. Oh. Shout to the heart and you're late, darling. You the Second Amendment. A bad name. Wiener. Um, that's Ted Nugent that says the second amendment on there. And just to, before I go into this, just to point out, he was supposed to play a show at like some Indian casino reservation or something. And because he says all this crazy racist and stupid shit all the time, they said, yeah, we don't really want you playing here. So he came out and said, there are a bunch of all, they're all filthy vermin and stuff. That's, uh, that's not PC. <laughs> say the Indians are all filthy vermin. Just throwing it out there. This is a good example. Um, I mean, that's not exactly coming from a very reliable source. He so. is a piece of shit. So, yes. Yeah. Wang yeah. Dang. And see, here's the thing. I can basically take away from that story, yeah, you're a piece of shit, and then I don't care at all. Neither is anybody else at this point. Yeah. Anyway, Who so cares? what do you got for us? A couple quick ones here. Um, I think the first one is one we've had a similar one before. Uh, Mark Romero. And he uh, intended to shoot his friend who was wearing a bulletproof vest and a jackass-style prank, and they were videotaping this incident. I don't know if you guys have the foresight to see where this is going. Hold on a second. So he's got a bulletproof vest on, mm-hmm. and he's going to shoot him as a prank. Mm-hmm. And he shoots him in the fucking face and kills him. <laughs> it's just, you're not far off. So in the video uh, incident, the guy who was shooting his name's Darnell Mitchell started bragging about how he was going to take a deuce-deuce in the chest. I've heard of that before. I think they usually call that a Cleveland steamer. But in this case, he meant like an actual... Slug. Slug, yeah. So um, before his buddy fired it, he was jumping up and down doing this. Unfortunately, he did miss and shot him just above the chest. And So uh, Mr. Mitchell didn't quite make it. It's kind of funny because the stuff afterwards, now he's going through the court case. He's brought up on murder charges and stuff. And uh, his attorney, uh, Romero's attorney, said, there's no way that my client was trying to do anything but a stupid, ridiculous prank. He did the best he could to save his friend's life after he shot him in the body. I was about to say, I think the best way to save your friend's life is to not shoot at him. um, This this entire thing is riddled with, what the fuck were you thinking? You know what I'm saying? uh, Like, this is is one of those things where, like... There's no thinking involved in this. I know, but, like, when you point a gun at somebody, like, the entire... This is why, like, the the whole practical joke thing, he deserves to go to prison. And the reason why is because 
You know, if you take any gun safety course, the first thing that I've ever been told they teach you is if you point this gun at something, you need to be ready to destroy that thing because that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to destroy whatever you hit. Even if this is like, oh, he's safe. He's got a vest on. No, he's fucking not safe. Well, the <laughs> it's attorney, not safe at all. The attorney general kind of agreed with you. He said that the motivation may have not have been anger, but the motivation was fame and glory on the web. Because like I said, they were videotaping this put up. He said that's almost more disconcerting to the state. It was a deliberate videotape shooting of someone at point blank range. And uh, my favorite part of the story was the judge that's overseeing it. He said he agreed that pointing a loaded gun at someone and pulling the trigger was, quote, an incredibly dangerous behavior. <laughs> yeah. So, Duh. So that's a, that judge, he's a wise and <laughs> Such a wise guy. Now, this one is very unique to some of the stories we've had before. And this may be my favorite uh, gun incident. It's, it's got a sad ending, but it's a, uh, don't these all, <laughs> they, they usually do. Somebody doesn't quite make it through these. Um, Raphael Quinney was with his girlfriend, Selena Edwards and their infant daughter jumping on the trampoline and join a oh, nice weather. No, day. don't tell me the child don't. The innocent moment of fun between the three was ruined when the couple decided to bring out Quinney's gun and play with it. Wow. So authorities say that Quinny had assumed that there were no bullets in the gun at the time. Therefore, he thought it was harmless. Unfortunately, he was wrong. And he shot his girlfriend. Oh, thank God the kid's alive. Edwards, point blank, uh, said making the matters worse. He may have not known there were bullets in the gun because it was a stolen gun. Oh, even better. So here's the scene. You have a man with a stolen gun holding a baby Jumping up and down on a trampoline with his girlfriend. <laughs> that never ends well. I'm just going to say right now, 99 out of 100 times, that's not going to end well. What, how do you... You never jumped up and down on the trampoline holding your baby and a gun, <laughs> at, the baby and a gun at the same time? <laughs> I never thought about getting on a trampoline with a baby. First off, that's just a dumb idea. Well, here's the part I like the best. All kinds of bad things that can happen. They're on the trampoline, and then you decide, hmm, let's bring a gun. To the <laughs> that's, mix. My, that's my favorite part. They're having to get. This is the greatest fucking day ever. Let's go get my gun. <laughs> <laughs> what could make this better? I know the stolen gun that I have. Yeah, nothing makes jumping on a trampoline more fun than the fucking thought that hey, let's add the gun into the mix and add that fear factor to it. <laughs> so that was awesome. So why, why are guns still legal? Why? Well, his was stolen, though. So the Republicans so would what? tell you that he didn't have no. to go through a yeah, background check Yeah, he got it from somebody who bought it. it legally. I'm just saying. Eh. <laughs> Meh. Population control. Yeah, they're, they're not working quick enough. You're saying that they need to kill more people? I mean, that's going to be your argument as to why we should have guns legal as population control. Then they need to work faster at it. Because yeah. if that's the way it's going to go, then we might as well get it over with now. I was thinking, uh, like, Gatling guns are good options. <laughs> um, it's really kicking it old school. Yeah. Or the little, I guess the Uzi thing, armor-piercing rounds and Uzis. Mm-hmm. That'll put your ass out and your neighbors across the street. And the people standing behind them. And, and the yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the trampoline jumpers and the dogs. <laughs> you won't have stray dogs uh, anymore. You just kill them motherfuckers. Let's go, let's go find a trampoline. I want to experiment with something. Oh, you know what I'm surprised we didn't see in that entire scene? He's got the baby, the gun, and maybe the reason why he shot his girlfriend is because he had a beer in his hand, too. 
So he's like trying to drink it and then. You know what he should have been doing? Instead of jumping on a trampoline, he should have been doing some fucking dubstep and then juggling, juggling the, the, the kid and the, and the gun, gun. <laughs> at the same time. Uh, I hate okay. I hate All everybody. Right, Hope you enjoyed it. Download our shit. Give us some love. We'll see you next week. Pussy. Yep.